Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is episode 165 of the podcast, your NFL divisional round preview. Great to have you guys with us today. We'll jump out to Las Vegas in just a moment to visit with my guy, professional sports gambler, Ace Corrales, breaking down each of the four games on the card this weekend. Clean sweep last weekend during the wild card round for the underdogs. 4-0 last weekend, and they have now covered the spread in 10 straight playoff games dating back to last postseason. So you've got to ask yourself, heading into the divisional round, will this trend continue or will the favorites bounce back? After all, home favorites in the divisional round are just 21, 35, and 1 against the spread dating back to 2003 which is good for a covering percentage of just 38%. But how much of that do we want to take into consideration for these four specific games? File all that away, because right now it's time to go to work with our six-point teaser of the week. Obvious one this week. Obvious one. Rams, Saints. We're strictly playing numbers here. The Rams are laying seven against the Cowboys. We're going to tease it down to one. The Saints are laying eight against the Eagles. We're going to tease it down to minus two. Nothing fancy here, like I said. The Rams have had a year to sit and stew over that wild card round meltdown against the Atlanta Falcons last January. Los Angeles is rested, healthy, and explosive, facing a Cowboys team that has really struggled to put points on the board in road contests this season. I like the Cowboys fans to travel, but not the team. My bet is that LA cruises in this spot. More on that in our pick segment after we visit with Ace Corrales. As for the Saints, Drew Brees is not Mitchell Trubisky, and I believe the future Hall of Famer is going to seriously exploit a Philadelphia secondary that is as depleted as any unit in the National Football League. Remember, New Orleans ranked first in the league in yards per point this season and hung 40 or more in four of seven home games in which the starters took the field. Eliminate that final home game of the season in Week 17, the starters weren't out there. In summary... Your six-point teaser of the week features the Rams teased from minus seven to minus one against Dallas and the Saints teased from minus eight to minus two against Philadelphia. All right, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Now, they're going to start eh, odd, and then they're going to get more and more obvious. Do you like monkeys with knives? Like I said, hmm, this is intriguing, but perhaps a bit odd. Do you like sports gaming? Now we're starting to warm up. Do you like winning money? Now we're there. Then check out monkeyknifefight.com. That's monkeyknifefight.com. It's the new 100% legal gaming site that everybody's talking about. They have dozens of games and chances to win. Games like Over Under, where you win if you nail two player-based props or hit five props and the winnings even bigger. So play now. Enter the promo code COVERS and get a $5 free game and an exclusive instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's the promo code COVERS. And if you go into the bio of this podcast, the link is right there. Click the link. Use the promo code COVERS. Boom. That's monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com. How about that ride in? I guess that's why they call it Sin City. ha. <laughs> Big fan of this guy, and he's one of my favorite guests to bring on this show. To Las Vegas we go, a professional sports better. You can follow him on Twitter, 
at Greek underscore gambler. Ladies and gentlemen, Ace Corrales joining us here on the Sharp 600. My man, happy new year. How's life treating you? All right. Never better, man. I had one of my best years in, in 2018, and hopefully that continues. Started off good, obviously. We've only been 10 days into this year. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, when you're clicking, things are good. It's always easy when you're running hot, man. When you're running cold, that's what separates the, the, the men from the boys. It's how you handle the downtime. Everything's easy when you're winning. Your Twitter handle is listed in the bio for this podcast. For those listening follow ace on twitter he's giving out picks on a regular basis he keeps full documentation you're missing out on some great nuggets if you're not following along now we're going to get to the kansas city tennessee game to start off the conversation in just a bit but i wanted to ask you this underdogs went 4-0 last weekend underdogs have covered 10 straight playoff games should i take that into account when i am handicapping the divisional round you have to uh, for the simple reason, we know that, you know, things tend to progress and regress towards the mean. Uh, with that said, what's the sample size needed for that to happen? And, you know, a 10-game sample size isn't that significant for you to sit back and say, okay, now it's going to regress back to the mean. I could start betting favorites, or this is going to continue. Uh, but real quickly, I, I don't think that was by accident. I mean, it, it's no secret that the book's job is is simply to minimize risk it, it, and actually, you know, not pick the winner. The point spread isn't intended to be a reflection of what they think the outcome is going to be. The point spread's a reflection of how they're going to manage their risk. Um, and you saw what, what favorites hurting them at least a couple weeks during the season. Uh, you saw some high prices last weekend, and I wasn't surprised. I mean, the public came in on the favorites, so uh, the books did fine, but the betting syndicates unloaded on the dogs. And this week it seems like the public's jumping on the dogs. But again, with that said, 90% of the public money hasn't even reached the window. All right, game number one, Saturday afternoon. The Kansas City Chiefs are laying five and a half with a total in the neighborhood of 56 and a half against the red-hot Indianapolis Colts. Colts yeah. have won 10 of 11. Andy Reid, you know him from his time in Philly, much like I do. The Chiefs have not won a home playoff game since Joe Montana was with them in 1994. What do you make of this one? Yeah, and I want to just say real quick, because you know me, I don't sit on the fence. If I have an opinion, I'll tell it. If I back my opinion with my cash, I'll, I'll tell you. And I make it no secret. I provide betting accounts for the sharpest guys on the planet, guys that win long term. So I get access to that information. Um, and in the playoffs, real quickly, over the last couple of years, the biggest bets positions they've taken have come on games. Day. So just want to let you guys know, they, they, there's only one bet, legitimate bet that I play so far this weekend. But I hope the, the, the strong leans that I have don't change. Now, in this game, Indianapolis and Kansas City, I could tell you with no doubt uh, the wise guys are on Indianapolis. And, and I'm not talking about the, the guys that are sharp, that pick off numbers here and there and, and kind of know what they're doing. I mean the guys that actually move lines. Um, and they took Indianapolis because I just looked in the account. And there's plus six everywhere. Um, and it's not surprising, man. I mean, we know one thing. Since 2002, 55 quarterbacks have made their playoff debut. Twelve of them faced each other, so we tossed that away. That means there's 43 times uh, a first-time quarterback in the playoffs. They're 13-30 and 30 straight up. 
11-31-1 against the spread. So uh, worse than 33% pretty much against the spread and straight up. And when they're home, that really doesn't change. They're 8-18 eight straight up, 6-20 and 20 against the spread. And we saw last week what happened. And again, I'm not a big trend guy unless there's a fundamental reason for a trend to continue. It's meaningless. But there is a fundamental reason for this trend to continue. You don't have playoff experience. And we see the biggest difference between college and the pros is the speed of the game. Well, when you get to the playoffs, the speed is amped up even greater because you know you're getting 100% effort. And I know people argue, well, you get 100% effort every week in the NFL because every game matters. I agree because it's a short season. But in the playoffs, you get 100% effort every single play. And that really speeds up the game. And I think Indianapolis is live here. I think the public's even going to come in on Indianapolis. And this is a Kansas City team that I believe is overvalued. The one thing I will add, you're not getting line value here. Based on power ratings alone and a big sample size, meaning the season, not over the last couple weeks looking at just how the Colts have done. This line should be higher. So you're not getting much line value on Indianapolis, but I do believe that's the side, man. I mean, the way they're playing, it's, for me, it's the culture leave the game alone. And I think the under, too, this total of 57 looks a little high to me for a playoff game. I think you're going to see the uh, Indianapolis Colts trying to keep Kansas City on the sidelines by running the football against that, you know, easy to run against defense. And that may lead to a lower scoring game. Saturday night, it's the Los Angeles Rams laying seven, total in the neighborhood of 49.5 against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, you just mentioned that quarterback trend a moment ago. That was Jared Goff last season. He was making his playoff debut for the Rams. They fell on their faces against the Falcons in the wild card round. Is this too big a number to lay with the Rams who haven't covered a lot of point spreads as of late? Yeah, I really don't think so. That's the thing with the Rams. And here's why they didn't cover point spreads. Because we all knew coming into the season, they were going to be good. They were going to compete for a Super Bowl, and in fact, the guys that I moved for, they all had them top of their power ratings with the team behind them were the Saints. Um, so nothing's really changed, and anytime you know going into the season who's going to be good, uh, the books do a great job of protecting themselves. That's why 12-0s, Clemson's, or, or I mean Alabama's don't end up making you a lot of money over the course of a season. Um, unlike Kansas City, which no one saw coming, and they were great ATS, but now it's the playoffs. And I think that the Rams are the side here. I haven't bet it yet. Um, I was hoping Dallas money would come in and I could get six and a half, but that's not going to happen because every mover I've spoken to would pound it immediately. And, in fact, they're ready ready to lay the seven on the Dallas Cowboys. Again, there's a team with the Rams that haven't been good against the spread. Um, And because of that, I I think no one's really in a rush to bet such a good football team. But, again, I, I like the Rams. Rams here, I think seven just isn't enough because I don't think Dallas is going to be able to keep up with them scoring. And I actually like the under as well. Um, It's now up to 50. Hopefully it gets even a little higher. I don't see how that's going to 
get up over 50. You need two teams to score to get an over, and I just don't think Dallas is going to be able to put up much, even against a weak Rams defense. Sunday morning, a rematch of the 2007 AFC Championship game. It's the Chargers at Foxborough to take on the Patriots. A lot of travel here for the Chargers. They're at Baltimore last weekend. They fly back. Now they're in New England. They draw the early start time two, te- two weeks in a row. For me, I think recency bias has crept into people's minds when it comes to the Chargers. They beat the Chiefs on Thursday night a month ago. Everyone said they were winning the Super Bowl. They lose the next week to the Ravens. Everyone thinks the Ravens are the toughest out in the playoffs. The Chargers beat the Ravens last week. Now everyone's back on the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. Meanwhile, we've completely forgotten about a New England team that was 8-0 at home this season. Are you willing to lay the four here? And, Joe, I'm going to tell you this. Uh... Everyone I spoke to seems to like the Chargers, and I believe sharp money, and there's a big difference between sharps and wise guys and and batting syndicates, and we throw those terms around loosely because I know a lot of guys that are pretty sharp, um, but there's a huge difference. When these guys bet, they're not moving the lines for the entire planet. You know what I mean? Um, So there's a difference, and I think it's the sharps on the chargers. It's not the betting syndicates because what they're doing is there's a difference of opinion on this game, and I can tell you that with 100% certainty. Uh, One of the groups that does extremely well on totals, they came in on the under in the first half at 23-and-a-half. They hit it hard enough that the books even adjusted the game line down to as low as 45 and a half. When it got to that point, another group, which is, does more sides, to be honest with you, came in on the over 45. So obviously there are two different bets. A game could go under in the first half and over for the game. But it's interesting to me how you have a difference of opinion there in how this game may unfold. Just wanted to share that info. Personally, I like New England in this spot, and I think I'm going to be on an island all by myself um, because you're right. I mean, everything looks chargers. Like, this is the year. They're 9-1 and one on the road. Um, they're playing the best football. New England looks beatable. I mean, it, come Coming into the season, even they weren't that prohibited favorite they were every year, and we even saw them lose, you know, twice in their last four games. Two games they were favored in, um, so they do look vulnerable. And again, I always say, no team's ever as good as they look or as bad as they look in any one week. And right now, Chargers look really good. Um, and to me, whenever a team's stock is at its highest, it's kind of when I want to leave it alone, even if they do cover, because I don't think you're getting any line value there. Real quickly, 14 of the last 15 AFC champions have been named Brady, Roethlisberger, or Manning. Roethlisberger ain't around. Manning ain't here. There's one left, Brady. And until he's <laughs> gone, I just don't want to fade this team. You don't get rich doing it, Joe. Um, so I like New England here, and I like the under as well. Chargers are a team that just doesn't put up points, even when they win. Um, and when they lose, I don't think you're going to see many points. So for me, I like New England. I like the game under. I agree with the group that bet the under in the first half, as opposed to the guys that came in late with the over 45 and a half. Final game of the weekend, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints laying a big number, laying eight, total 51.5 against Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles. You and I are both from the Philadelphia area. We are Eagles fans, but we have to put our fandom to the side. Do you bet on the Saints here, or do you bet on God and the Eagles? Yeah, and and this 
for me is the game I, I really wanted to touch on because I have a bias here and for selfish reasons. I have a future on the New Orleans Saints. You know, I, I had them season win total over. I have them to win the Super Bowl 15 to 1, so there's a lot of equity there. And for me, I only hedge if I think there's value on the other side. I will not hedge. I didn't hedge with Clemson. I didn't hedge with, with um, Red Sox. In fact, I bet more on Clemson in the second half, and I bet Red Sox for the series. So I don't, I don't hedge unless I think that's the right side. And in this spot, I'm thinking I'm not going to hedge this one. Saints aren't losing at home. Um, but then, again, this is the only side that I could confirm with 100% certainty what the betting syndicates are on, and they are on the Philadelphia Eagles. As soon as that line opened up, I could show every account has the Eagles in it, whether from plus nine and a half all the way down to plus eight and a half and a couple plus nines along the way. I mean, they took the Eagles and they thought there was a lot of line value there. And personally, I tend to agree. And here's why. Even though power rating wise, you think, man, maybe it should be higher. Remember, these two teams played not all that long ago. And with that said, the spread was seven. Now, again, the Eagles got blown out. But if there's one thing we know you're supposed to do if you want to be a long-term winning better, and that's not overreact to one result. And books are good at doing that, not adjusting or over-adjusting based on, on a single outcome. Um, so that game was seven. Now, you the, the, the adjustment from, from Wentz to Fultz is pretty much nothing. I say even without Foles having played the way he has, it's worth about a point, point and a half. But now you factor in the momentum and how he's playing, is it a half a point? So you can't really make much of an adjustment. So when they brought it out at nine and a half, uh, yeah, that made sense why the betting syndicates took uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. But I can also tell you the same guys that tease numbers are teasing the Rams with the Saints. You know, And this may sound square, um, but they make money teasing, and they have the Saints teasing, uh, teased down, and the Eagles plus the points. And it makes sense because this is the round, Joe. We know in the playoffs it's pick the winner, forget the point spread. You're going to cash 83% of your bets. Either the favorite's going to blow them out or the dog's going to win outright. That's what happens in the playoffs. In the wild card round, it's even greater, 88%. So almost 9 out of 10 times, just pick the winner, forget the spread. Well, this divisional round is the lowest correlation. It drops over 10% from that 88 mark. So the point spread tends to matter. If it's going to matter, this is usually the week it matters. So I'm not surprised to see Sharps on, on the dog on Philadelphia, and, and I tend to agree they are live. Again, for selfish reasons, I should be saying I love New, Eng uh, New Orleans. Uh, they're going to blow them out, uh, but I don't think that's the case. And more importantly, the one best I have already made and given out to my guys is the over. Um, my reasoning is this line's not going to be 51 come Sunday. I think it's only going to move in one direction. And we know the Saints can score at home, but more importantly, you're not going to hold the Eagles to only seven points again. Uh, even if they turn the ball over three times, I don't think that's going to happen, you know, where they only put up seven points. This is a team that could score on anybody pretty much. They, they scored 23 on Dallas. Even against Chicago on the road, they, they scored 16. I mean, so if they get in the 20s, this one should go over 51. And again, it sounds like the squares bet on the board. Uh, but for me, I don't look at it what the public – I could care less what the public's betting. If I like that side, I'm going to bet it. Uh, so I agree with the over. I bet that gave it out. And uh, 
probably going to end up on Philadelphia, man. I have a percentage. I take a percentage of the account, so I obviously have uh, something on that outcome. Uh, but as far as giving it to my guys, I only give them the stuff I love the most and not sure on the side yet on that game. As always, one of the best behind-the-scenes looks in the business. Pro sports better out of Las Vegas. Follow him on Twitter at Greek underscore gambler. Ace Corrales with us here on the Sharp 600. Love you, my man. Thanks for coming on the program. I appreciate it. Best of luck to you this weekend. Pleasure's mine, brother. Love you too, man. Have a good weekend, and I hope everyone out there cashes them. Don't trash them, brother. Make some money. No more. No. Not tonight. One, two, and one last weekend in the wild card round, which brings our NFL picks on the season to an overall record of 41 27 and two just a hair above 60% right now. I'd love, 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 love to keep that number in play. Divisional round picks coming your way right now. First game out of this shoot, the Indianapolis Colts at the Kansas city chiefs Saturday, 4:35 PM. Eastern one thirty-five Pacific arrowhead stadium. Chiefs laying five and a half with a total of about 56 and a half. Kansas City hasn't won a playoff game at home since Joe Montana threw for 276 yards and a touchdown in a 27-24 wild card win over the Pittsburgh Steelers back on January 8th, 1994. Between that little nugget and Andy Reid's penchant for coming up short in the biggest possible spots, you have to exercise at least a modicum of caution when considering laying five and a half points against an Indianapolis Colts squad that is red hot, having won 10 of their last 11. Now, based on the total and the spread in this one, I'm projecting a Colts team total of 26 points, and that is precisely where I'm going to strike. Andrew Luck and company have averaged 30 points per game on the road this season and could very well find themselves in either A, a shootout against the league's top offense, and or B, a deep hole that requires taking to the air for the better portion of the second half. Either way, I like Indy's offense to score early and often in this one, so I'm betting over 26 total points for the Indianapolis Colts. Game number two, the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. Saturday, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 5.15 p.m. Pacific, Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, Rams laying seven with a total of 49.5. This is a monster number to lay, for a Rams team that has covered just four point spreads over their last 13 outings. But what do we make of a Dallas squad that went 3-5 and five on the road this season while scoring an average of just 17.3 points per game? I think Rams defensive coordinator Wade Phillips versus Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott is the most critical matchup in this showdown. And to that end, I'll side with Phillips. In my opinion, Dallas isn't built for either a shootout or to come from behind in a high-scoring affair. And in a game with a total of damn near 50 points, it's going to take a big effort from Prescott on the road in order to keep his team close. I'm thinking the Rams jump on him early and never look back. I'm laying the touchdown with Los Angeles. Game number three, Sunday morning, 1.05 p.m. Eastern, 10.05 a.m. Pacific, Gillette Stadium in New England. It's the Chargers at the Patriots. New England laying four with a total of about 48. Two bets here, so pay close attention. Of the 16 teams in the AFC, no franchise won more games during the regular season than the Los Angeles Chargers. And the reward for such an achievement? A wild card road date 3,000 miles away at Baltimore, followed by a 3,000-mile trip back to Los Angeles, 
followed by a 3,000-mile trip to New England for the AFC Divisional Round. And don't forget the fact that last week against the Ravens and this week against the Patriots, the Chargers drew the early time slot, which means they are playing once again at 10 a.m. Los Angeles body clock time. With the exception of last Sunday against the Ravens, the Chargers have started slow and lost the first quarter in every single big game they've played this season. New England, with two weeks of rest and a perfect 8-0 home record this season, not to mention six-point spread covers in those aforementioned eight games, is not to be trifled with early on in this one. Take note that the Patriots are 38-16-2 against the spread over their last 56 home games and 6-1 against the number over their last seven divisional round playoff games. Lay the four with New England for the game. Lay the two with New England in the first half. And finally, game number four, the Philadelphia Eagles at the New Orleans Saints. Sunday, 4.40 p.m. Eastern, 1.40 p.m. Pacific, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, Saints laying eight with a total of 51 and a half. These two squads met in the Big Easy back on November 18th in a 55-point affair that saw the Saints destroy a Carson Wentz-led Eagles team, 48-7. But a lot has changed since that abomination for the Eagles. For starters, Super Bowl champ Nick Foles is back under center for a Philadelphia club that has won and covered the number in each of their last four outings. However, slowing down Mitchell Trubisky is a much different challenge than slowing down Drew Brees. To that end, in the seven home games in which the Saints played their starters this season, New Orleans averaged 37 points and 416 total yards of offense per outing, hanging 40 or more points in four of those seven matchups. Take note, the over is 6-0 in New Orleans' last six home playoff games, and the over is also 21-9-1 in the Saints' last 31 home games overall. I'm sure you get my drift by this point. We're playing the over 51.5 total points. To recap, your picks for this week. Over the Indianapolis Colts' team total of 26 points. Laying the seven with the Rams over the Cowboys. Laying the four with the Patriots over the Chargers for the full game. Laying the two with the Patriots over the Chargers for the first half. And playing the over of 51 and a half total points, Eagles-Saints. We've also got that Saints-Rams teaser we talked about earlier in the program. And that is that. Thank you for joining us for episode 165. Thank you to Ace Corrales for once again swinging by the program and dropping that knowledge all over us. Greatly appreciate it. Everybody, enjoy the action this weekend. Thank you for your continued support. Be well, and best of luck.